Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Landlord and Tenant Podmess. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Landlord James. And I'm the other host, Tenant Mike. And uh, what a treat to be talking to all of you here from Mike's apartment in the rental apartment building I own. How are you? Uh, how are you doing, Mike? I'm doing very well, James. Spring is in the air. Old man winter is going to pass away at any moment, and I can't wait to dance on his grave. How do you imagine old man old man winter's death playing out? Sort of. He's just in a in a wooded area. I'm imagining and. Uh, he sees a, a a young couple wearing just shorts and tank tops walk by, and he just keels over hmm. and passes away. Um, I imagine something more like in the Raiders of the Lost Ark when that German guy melts. Oh, the I believe the, the, the gentleman in question was a Nazi, wasn't he? Oh, he may have been. I don't remember that movie too well, but either way, it's it's fun to think about this imaginary old man. Uh, yes, just keep dying in whatever way he does, and then next thing you know, uh, spring, baby spring, little baby spring. Yes. Well, that's great. How was uh, how has your week been, Mike? Um, it's been all right. Uh, got a couple shifts at the CN Tower gift shop. Um, business has been so slow lately that. Yeah, I was kind of on call, and the phone wasn't ringing, so I rearranged my apartment in the meantime, and uh, uh, you didn't notice, I guess, but I, I really did rearrange the entire apartment. But yeah, I did a few shifts at the CN Tower, sold some trinkets, and uh, had a great time. Interesting. Yeah, you haven't been talking as much about the gift shop lately. No, because I've been basically underemployed there. I used to be full-time there, then business was so slow, because, of, of course, I work at the... CN Tower gift shop, not the one on the main floor or the one on the top, but the one far beneath uh, the earth. Hmm. So very few people, we don't get a lot of walk-by traffic, unfortunately. That's too bad. Yes, yes. How's your week been? Oh, um, not bad at all. I had courtside seats at the Raptor game uh, with Ben Mulroney, and uh, him and I got pretty, well, I don't want to speak ill of Ben, but we uh, got in a heated uh, argument with one of the players on the other team. Oh, no. And I called the player uh, an FNA hole. And then the player looked at us and he's like, you guys are FNA holes. And then we're like, no, you are, you turd. And then the guy goes, hey, wait a second. Aren't you Ben Mulroney to, to Ben? Yeah. He's like, yeah. And then the guy was so cool with his all game. Right. Gave us like um he gave us like a pair of his driving gloves. Like the player has like fancy old old driving gloves and he gave, he said, "Here, take this. You guys will love it." Okay. So Ben and I had a great time. We met up after. We went to a club. It was very fun. Right. But you argued with a player during a game. Oh yeah, we do that all the time, Ben and I. Really? Mhm. We're big ball heads. Oh, didn't 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 peg Ben as a ball head. Mm. He he seemed to me like he'd be more of a Sort of North American soccer fan or something like that. Hmm. You know? No, no, Ben. Uh, Ben's all about uh, hoops and uh, you know. All right. So, um, Mike, before we begin, um, I had an idea for a new segment I wanted to to try out, and we're sure we're giving it a whirl. Um, you know, on radio, when you listen to the to the radio, people call in, and you yes, know, yes, they say, you know. Hey, love listening to Boom. Can you play fucking, you know, uh, Maxi Priest uh, for me? And whatever, they leave a phone message. Maxi Priest, yeah, yeah. Well, I thought it'd be neat if the Landlord and Tenant Podmess had a phone line, a hotline, and people could leave messages and we'll play them, just kind of get stuff off their chest. Right. Blow some steam off, right? Exactly. Yeah, I can get into that idea. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you got a lot of steam uh, bottled up. Um, One day I might just pop my top and that's it. Yeah, I hope I'm not around when you do, because that will not be good. Um, so I thought the we could call it the landlord and tenant phone hotline, hotline bling, hotline bling. <laughs> That's a good name, the landlord and tenants hotline bling. So we actually have one message already. We do, oh. and I thought we could do you know make the inaugural. Uh, Attempt at this segment with our first phone message ever. So here's our first call for our segment, Hotline Bling. Hey guys, it's Aaron Eves calling you from Australia. Good day, mate. Uh, you may remember me from a couple weeks ago. I was on your show. Anyway, I signed up for the Landlord and Tenant Podmess Freedom Fund and carried the briefcase into Australia. 
And, uh, yeah, I, I found out that it was filled with uh, illegal ivory once I arrived here, and they've sort of just, like, pulled me aside into this room. I'm not sure if it's jail or whatever that I'm in right now, but this is one call, uh, the one call that I'm allowed to make. So I was just calling you guys to see uh, if there was anything you could do to help uh, help me out here. Um, I mean, I hate to be a bother, but if you could just... I, I just don't even know if the government really knows that I'm uh, missing even right now or how that system works. So if, if you have time, if you could just reach out to the Canadian consulate and just see if uh, anybody there can help me out or whatever, you know, and... I may, um, you know, I've, I've heard some um, pretty harsh sentences being thrown around by a, a judge in some preliminary little thing where they just uh, look at my case. And, uh, you know, I've heard 7 to 15 years thrown around. So, anyway, uh, I don't want to bother you guys, but if you have a chance, just let the government know where I am. And if you can just... Uh, in case, you know, this could lead to some legal fees and whatnot. So if you could help me out you with that. You got 30 seconds left, you know, just like, I'd obviously pay you back, but <laughs> not a big deal. Anyway, it's a, it's a, it's a great, just so great being a part of the Landlord and, and Tenant Podcast family. Seconds left. And, you know, I feel like this is just going to be a, a bonding experience for the three of us. Get off uh, the fucking phone. So yeah, whatever you can do. Uh, bye. Your call has been disconnected. Okay. That was very cool. That's really neat. I feel like a real radio show having people um, call in and leave messages like that. That's pretty cool. Right. I mean, it is It is cool that we have people calling in. It, what is not cool is that um, the young man who left that call, and he's a friend of the show. He's appeared on it uh, at least two times, I believe. He has? Uh, yes. He seems to be in big trouble in Australia because of you, James. <clears throat> right, yeah. That See, okay, if you guys might remember, um, a few episodes ago I did offer the Landlord and Tenant Podmess Freedom Fund, Retirement Savings Fund, um, sort of a fund that had the ideology that I do on the show, and we did sell it to Aaron, super fan of the show. Yes. And Aaron, um, part of the deal to get into the investment was Aaron had to take a briefcase for me to australia right sort of sneak it by customs it was filled with ivory yeah uh so which I, is illegal yeah so, so you I, put him in a very uncomfortable position you tricked him he well he signed up and you know what didn't that strike- deal comes around once in a lifetime and that was the risk he struck me as a very naive man maybe not not as smart as oh as, elitist as elitist no he just had a, he's had a very tough life and he probably didn't have access to the best schools and so I think it's wrong of you to have done that to him and you have done that to him I made an offer and that was part of the deal anyway he seems fine he he's just, in Australia well did you at least send him some money or get in touch with the Canadian embassy send him some money he's got the best like. A f- mutual fund investment, probably if anybody, either of us, know that I am giving him money. That money in in like twenty years is going to be fifteen percent higher than it is now. But what good does having uh, you Pump know a, a good bank account balance mean if you're stuck in jail down under? That's for him to figure out. I'm not Merlin the f- fucking wizard. You can say okay. that again. You definitely are not Merlin the wizard, and everyone knows it. Look. He's fine. I'm sure Aaron will be fine. Or maybe we can set up a Patreon for him and other people can bail him out. I don't know. But um, anyway, that's too bad about Aaron. But I know, Aaron, you know what I will say about him? You're a great listener and you're a loyal listener. And thank you for that. And I know all the other listeners appreciate you. That you're probably the most dedicated listener of the podcast, and we appreciate that. He uh, definitely is a dedicated listener, and um, I guess... Don't stop downloading just because you're in Australia. They get Wi-Fi down there. I bet they do, yeah. I bet they have a funny sort of uh, slang name for Mm -hmm. it, like Wiffy Diffy or something like that, (laughs) or like uh, Netty. Yeah. for internet. Oh, Netty. Netty. Let's log on to Netty. Yeah. Um, well, well, that's good, and we should. I think we should keep up the uh, that segment, the the landlord and tenant hotline bling. Yeah, very fun. Now, James, we just got into a bit of a, a fight there. Tension was pretty high, and a lot of people have been emailing us saying that uh, they don't like it when we fight, and they wish that we weren't always at loggerheads. And I, I do apologize for that because quite often during these episodes, we get into scraps, verbal scraps. Hmm. And so I thought maybe we could take 
I was hoping we could take a breather, take a step back, catch our breaths, relax, and do something positive for each other in a, a segment called Mutual Appreciation. All right. I think that's a good idea. Um, I know when we started this podcast, I thought, I don't, who the hell is this person? I don't like him and I don't want to be doing this. Right. And sometimes I still feel that way. Well, but- it, it certainly comes across. <laughs> But we are still doing it, and I suppose it does make sense to say the things we do appreciate about each other to each other. Because we say the things we don't like about each other all the time. What if we just rattle off a few things we do like about each other? Okay. So I'll go first. I I like your voice. I love hearing your voice, and Thank I you. hear it more than most people in, in our headphones. Thank you. That's very nice of you to say. It's very rich and buttery, and it, it's, it's comforting in a way. Hmm. Okay, um, I'll have my first thing. I like your knowledge of literature. Well, thank you. Um, I, you know, I'm not a book reader myself, but I do think it's neat that you are, I guess, and I think it's kind of impressive in a way, the way you can sort of relate everything to some old book. Yeah. It's impressive, I, so. Well, well, thank you very much. Um, I'd love to, we should start a book club together. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no. Get you reading no. something. Um, okay, the, s- the second thing I like about you, I like that nice big goofy smile of yours that, okay, if I ha- crack you up or if a guest cracks you up, I love just seeing those teeth come out from uh, s- around your the beard you have on your face and just these bright white teeth poking out from from your goatee. And when you have a big belly laugh, I like seeing your tongue and I like just seeing your open mouth and just looking down, looking inside your mouth. It's it's comforting. Okay. Interesting. My second thing is that I like the way you... Uh, I think you dress well. Really? You always have a sort of a tucked-in shirt, and you never, you never wear jeans. And I think it's nope. nice that you choose to dress well when you, you know, obviously don't have any reason to dress well. So it's nice that you dress well anyway. Oh, well, thank you. You know what? I always go by this adage. Dress for the life you want, not the life you have. Because if I dress for the life I have, uh, let me just tell you, I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't be looking quite so nice. You'd be uh, smeared with uh, dirt and... Uh, <laughs> well, you know. Wearing rags. Yeah. Um, so my third and final thing I like about you is I, I, I really do admire your positive attitude, James. You have such a positive can-do... You know, sky's the limit attitude, and I can only assume that that comes from your um, w- just willful ignorance about the way the world works, about your sort of just dumb luck of inheriting a building um, from your dead uncle and doing no work, just being basically a leech off of working people here, your tenants in the building, and... You know, if you knew the way the world worked, maybe you wouldn't be quite so optimistic. But, um, you know, got to hand it to you. <clears throat> well, thank you, Mike. Nice. Um, and I will say that I, the last thing I like about you, the uh, the third and last thing I like about you, is that you're very easygoing um, in a way. You 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 let Chill. things roll off your back. You know, you don't take yourself too seriously. Like, I might say, you know, you're a pathetic loser who's dating a 70 year old woman because you're afraid of women your own age and you don't have a career and you know you're just mm. a complete probably psychotic mess mm. and I, and when i say that it's like water off a duck's back <laughs> and you know so i guess mm. credit to you for that not 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 being too serious about yourself and well, I, you know, I do believe. Now, I do take issue with a few things you said there, but I, I as a whole, I, look I, at you. You're not upset. You're, I'm laughing. You know? I'm laughing at what you just said uh, there uh, because I have a good sense of humor and I'm able to laugh at myself, uh, even if some some of what you said wasn't you know necessarily true. My girlfriend's not seventy; she's in her mid to late sixties, and I am not pathetic, and I am not without a career. So. Well, that was a good segment. I do feel a little bit better. Yeah, I feel lowered the temperature between yeah, us, right? I think so. That's probably a good thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, why don't we take a break and come back with our big guest? Sure. Hello. 
Welcome back to the Landlord and Tenant Podmess. It's time for us to reveal to you our special guest for the episode. Now, James, I know you're always complaining about the left-wing media this and, and lefties that and, and all sorts of stuff, and you get quite angry. I do. Um, it makes me sick, and it makes me want to vomit. Yeah. Well, this should be interesting then, because our guest this week is, well, some call him the king of the snowflakes, others call him uh, the left-wing media's number one court jester, and he's here right now in the studio. Please welcome Miguel Rivas. Bonjour, hello, uh, for the French and English listeners out there. Hello, everyone. Thank you for having <laughs> me on uh, your podcast. What, your apartment looks wonderful, Mike. Thank you. I just actually... Totally rearranged the whole thing. Yeah, it's um, very clean. Thank you. Yes. So, Miguel, sorry. Are, are are you? You're the host of the Beaverton. I'm the host of the Beaverton on on uh, Canada's the Comedy Network, and I tell uh, I sort of put the news in perspective for people um, from a, a bit of a left wing perspective. But mm. you know, we feel sort of also neutral a little bit. Yeah, I think I've seen that show. I think I was hoping to take a screenshot image of the show and then print it out on my computer and then use that printout to wipe my friggin' ass. Oh, wow. Oh, man. Uh, See. Yuck, I just pictured that. I pictured you doing that, James, and I almost I almost got sick to my stomach. Well, well it's, it's, it's really funny. The thing about that is that I, I'm an appreciator of comedy, and I think that's very funny. Uh, uh, and I can take it as I give it out, so i got to be able to take it. King of the Snowflakes. Not entire. I mean, people say that, but I. Yeah, do you not? Like I that can name? take it. I oh. can take it. Just right. like I can give it. I got one for you. You want to hear a couple of uh, lefty jokes? Oh, not really. See if I can get under your skin. Eyes just to see how stupid they are. You don't pay any attention to James. I'd love to hear. All right, jokes. for an audience of one, I suppose, Mike. <laughs> oh, I feel like go. the bell of the ball. All right, so uh, let me just get into it for a sec. <clears throat> Okay. Uh, okay. So the election, uh, the provincial election, is coming up sooner than anyone thought. <laughs> and uh, uh, Mike, shut the hell. That's not funny yet. Yeah. Well, it's, it has the tone of a setup, and so um, uh, the the provincial election is coming up, and obviously everyone's everyone's nightmare. Doug Ford took the reins of the PC party. Thank God. Yikes. Uh, luckily, uh, it's ammo for me. I'll be employed, so I get to make fun of him. Right. But uh, I noticed that I noticed that everyone uses his nickname. Dofo, which is like uh, short for Doug Ford, the D-O and the F-O, which right. is pretty funny in and of itself. Dofo. <laughs> but I, I have a bit of a license uh, as, the, as the king of the snowflakes, the joker I am, to sort of adjust that. And so when I talk about him, I, I remove the last O and I say, Dolph. <laughs> Dolph. <laughs> yeah. That's a joke. Yeah. Yeah, it is a joke, James. Hmm. Last Dane Cook special uh, I watched. Not sure I heard uh, "doof" as a punchline. Yeah. Well, we're not all used to uh, winning. I guess only on the left wing. Winning. Catherine Wynn. <laughs> don't make me. You know, it just makes me sick. Like I'm sure your show, The Beaverton, has its audience, and I'm sure you guys find it very funny. But it's like that's just my example. You don't. You know, you look at Doug Ford and you go, "How can we take this guy down?" Mm -hmm. What is wrong with you guys? Like you have no common sense. You. You know. You're. You're just arguing from the stupid fantasy world point of view. It makes me sick. Yeah, well, you make me sick, uh, which is <laughs> which is why I'm on the show. I uh, I look forward to meeting up with people like you, so I can um, put you in your place, but also start a dialogue, get something going where maybe I could change your mind. I love that attitude, and that's actually that was the reason we started doing this podcast mm -hmm. was a way to, to find a to build a bridge between landlords and tenants how to... reasonable right <laughs> well i can i ask a question here before we because why is it that conservatives right wingers are always funnier than left wingers but all the tv stars are you know all the t comedians on tv are left wingers when, as in the real world, conservatives are way funnier. Um, What's going wow. on there? Okay, well, I mean, I, I, can I get can I get more than one example? Obviously, Jeff Dunham is very funny. Yeah, he's extremely funny. Um, Miguel, uh, he uses multiple media to to make his point, and I don't agree with it. And but he doesn't I think even use the guy's friggin' lips. But I think it's funny. so funny. But yes. beyond, but tell me, uh, tell me beyond that, a conservative who okay. who makes anyone laugh like us on the left wing, Miguel. Um, let me just paint a picture for you, James. Sometimes he comes over here before, like while I'm, you know getting dressed or getting out of the shower and he watches 
comedy clips of sketches on the rebelmedia.ca oh, and I can just boy. hear him howling with laughter and it's not my cup of tea as I, I'm sure you can guess. Hey, they got some really funny actors on, on, uh, on the Rebel. Well, that's what James thinks. Uh, no, there's no doubt but, about it. It's better than it's like Saturday Night Live in the seven, in the late seventies. Wow, that was that's that's a little sacrilegious. Those are the glory and, days. And to answer your question, how long do we have on this podcast? Tim Allen, uh, James Woods, Ezra Levant is really James funny. Woods is not primarily known as a comedian. He is primarily known as a dramatic actor. Right. So to, Woods, so so sliding him that's a uh, that's a bias, a little bit of a slide. Um, to, he's been in comedies. If James Woods went up on stage at Caroline's Caroline's comedy. Club in New York City. I'm sure he would eat it, and everyone would say, "Get off yeah, stage, Mike!" Eat a, eat a guaranteed slice of cake is in good job. Here's your cake as a prize. Oh, I doubt it. I doubt it. I doubt it. Kelsey too. Grammer. That guy's a comedy legend. He's so funny. He's so cool. And that guy's conservative as hell. He's been, uh, his life has been traumatizing, so I'm not going to touch that with a 10-foot pole. Okay? Right. That man's been through enough. Do I agree with him? Of course not. But, I, but I'm not going to touch that. Leave, I'm going to leave Kelsey Grammer. Next subject, please. Fair enough. Damn it. Look, that's just my point. And also, if you go to a bar, it's always guys with a conservative, small-minded, like small-town point of view who are the funny oh, whoa, ones. Oh, oh, whoops. What is small-minded, small-minded is a good thing. Uh, yeah. Okay. Oh, keep wow. your mind small. Sorry, and... I interrupted you. Go ahead. With Sorry, your, I'm just saying, if you keep your, your mind small and you focus on your day-to-day life, you don't give a shit about you know what's going on in the world or if Earth is a planet or whatever, that's, in my opinion, that's a way to live. And that's a great perspective. And that's going to be a funnier perspective. If Earth is a planet... In my life, it doesn't matter. In my life, I don't know if Earth's a planet. I don't know if the moon's a moon. I just know I have my life, and I have my thing I do every day. I get up. I go to. I don't. I don't go to work, but last other people time, do. Last time we talked about this kind of thing, you were like, you were a flat earther guy, and I got kind of annoyed. But now you've moved on to it, what is the Earth? I don't even know how to respond to that, James. Yeah. Oh, you don't care. You don't care about what's going on around you. We'll try this joke on for size from the left wing. Easter's coming up. That's true, isn't it? <laughs> Mike, that's not a joke. It's the tone of a setup. Some people say funny things. Other people say things funny. So Easter's coming up, and most people pray to Jesus, which I think is fine. I'm yes. to each, Everyone have their own religion. Absolutely. But when I do the sign of the cross, I think everyone could take an example from this. I say, in the name of the, uh, the Father and the Son and Justin Trudeau, thank you for the life we're living. Right oh, <laughs> don't make me vomit and all the, over the place. The listeners can't see it, but as Miguel delivered the punchline, he actually did cross himself like a, uh, a Catholic worshiper. Now, I'm not personally religious, but I do appreciate the life that we're all living here in Canada. So, yeah, I, uh, I thank the left wing. Yep. You know, Justin Trudeau, don't even get me started on this guy. This guy was a drama teacher. You know that, right? Uh, yeah, and what's and drama is an expanding realm that's been underexplored. You're talking to someone um, who's mastered the dramatic arts, obviously. Oh, no oh, wonder you're a left-winger. A proud left-winger, actually, uh-huh. yeah. I, I played left-wing in all the sports growing up. Um, as, a, as, a, as a stand. Okay, clever wordplay. Like Mike knew that was a joke. I feel like I'm on the set of Whose Line Is It Anyway from the olden days with all the quick uh, rapid-fire witticisms coming from you, Miguel. Mike caught it. See, us on the left wing, we, when we pass humor around, uh, we understand. Yeah, when and, you're not busy passing a doobie around, although I am a marijuana smoker myself, but still. Well, mm. well you know who you can thank for that, for the stigma about to be removed? Uh, um. In the, in the name of the Father and the Son and Justin Trudeau, thanks for the situation we're about to be in with smoking pot, which is about to be legal. Yeah, except the liberals want pot stores to be like, oh, more bureaucracy, enter your 10-digit code to get the marijuana. When Doug Ford's premier, he's just going to be like, let people sell it on the streets. The guy, I, he, he was my dealer. Yeah, Doug Ford it, was my drug dealer. He, wow. he still was up to like six months ago. Oh, can you can you smell the hypocrisy in now here? Now that's cool. That's, I'm going to open a window. Yeah, phew. <laughs> Sounds like someone just had a hypocrisy fart. Uh, <laughs> I love that. Are you allowed to say fart on, on no, but, TV? No, but, um, but luckily being on a podcast, I'm, I'm representing the show, but I'm allowed to be myself as well. So sometimes I... Get a little. Loose. I love this. You're you're unleashed. Yeah. Usually on the Beaverton, you're wearing a suit and you're very uh, straight faced mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. very professional. But here you're wearing uh, different clothes and mm-hmm. you're very relaxed. Think, yeah, absolutely. I uh, I'm well when I'm on TV. Obviously, I'm I'm a mock up of a guy 
like uh, like a guy that James supports, like a Doug Ford or some one of those, you know, the suit and tie kind of. I I have to look so tight and professional all the time. I portray that you look hot. so that I can end it and stick it. Yeah, I look great, um, but I want to put a different spin on that. That it's. Only conservative people can look so good. That's ridiculous. I'm not a hippie. Well, nice try, because when I watched, not that I watched that show, but if I did, I'd think, that guy, I wouldn't see the satire at all. I'd be like, yeah, that guy makes sense to me. So you're probably just in like encouraging people to be conservative. Nice try. Oh, I highly doubt it, because at the end of every single episode, there's a link to my blog in the credits. No, and if not. Yes, there is. If you stick around and you watch all the way through the end of the credits, at the very end, there's a quick thing that says, hey, check out uh, Miguel's blog. And if you go there, oh, you're not going to be thinking, maybe this guy actually, actually is right wing. No, you're going to say, wow, a lot of this stuff oh, is making okay. me think. So what do you talk about on your blog? Oh, I talk about all kinds of left-wing things. I talk about the legalization of marijuana that's coming up. I talk about... Um, I talk about how... The, women's the, bodies and about, the right to choose. I talk about women's bodies in a respectful way. Um, and we talk about their right to choose. And we also talk about um, changing voter representation. We talk about uh, community outreach. We talk about community gardens. We talk about how to work uh, together but also maintain independence. We talk about sharing. We talk about... This guy We here. talk about love. We talk about love in all the way that it manifests in the life that we lead. Miguel, you, Boring. you are so impressive because not only are you grinding it out there on the Beaverton, but you you write uh, like three or four blogs a day, and I really do love this new thing happening across media where in the credits of TV shows and movies, they put links to the actors' blogs uh, on the screen. You so can't every- click it, but you can you can take a quick pick with your phone, or you yep. can just memorize it, or write it down. Yeah. Um, tell you who doesn't love that I do three or four articles a day. My wife, because oh, because I have, to, I have okay, to skip now, out on a lot funny. of sleep. Borat, right? Yeah, Borat reference. Um, <laughs> it's a very funny film. It doesn't stand the test of time, but I feel like we can make the references still without thinking about the film itself. If they made a Canadian version of Borat, oh boy, who in 2018? Who do you think would play himself, Borat? Oh well, Ooh. if uh, if uh, obviously I can't say. And that's health. Uh, I would have, <laughs> well, you, excluding yourself, I, I think that maybe Mark Critch would be a good Borat. Ooh, you know who? You know who would be funny? Because you know what? Uh, Borat, Sasha Baron, Sasha Baron's Cohen. He did an excellent job already on on uh, such a well well loved and known character that you'd want a real different spin. Think Heath Ledger in the Joker, that kind of thing. Where, what wow. Heath Ledger? So so right. for me, you think outside the box. I'm thinking, I just recently uh, did a sketch with Peter Mansbridge, and I think that he doesn't have a job right now, and it seems crazy, but if he just had a little part in, in acting, it could be funny. My wife. Or, you know, <laughs> my wife. Yeah. Well, sorry, but just... And who's go- more Canadian than Peter Mansbridge? Nobody. Nobody. Laura uh, Secord, maybe. Laura Secord, mm-hmm. uh, and then Peter Mansbridge. Miguel, to go back to what you were saying before, your wife has a problem with mm-hmm. your blogging? Yeah, because it takes me away from caring for her and looking after the family. Uh, she knows that I'm, she knows that I'm a proud social justice warrior, um, and so I have I have several duties, and part of that is keeping the blog. But it's time demanding. And and you and listeners may not know this, but you you and your family live here in the building. That's right. Now I don't mean to be rude, but this building is a piece of crap. Hey, I, I, it's well, charming. It makes sense that Mike. Lives I like here. Mike's apartment. But you, you are on TV. Why would you live here? No offense. I don't live here. I live in a condo. Well, I mean, as I talk about on my blog, because I think transparency is key, I'm very rich. Everybody knows that I'm extremely... Yeah, Canadian TV, of course. Very you're. rich. I'm extremely wealthy. Um, and I didn't want to do it before, but you are wearing a Gucci suit. I, and you're looking well, very Well, can you good. say Gucci? Because not, they're not a... They're, they, it's an official sponsor. I bought this, so... Right. Is that okay? Have, on uh, sponsors. Okay, so then, yeah, it's a Gucci suit. Thanks. Um... So I'm very rich, and I have so much money, uh, and I could I could live in several places, but I think that that rich people are can be elite, and I think uh, I want to stay in touch with the proletariat, with the regular person out there. Yes, um, mopping the floors, or lo- or working at the CN Tower gift shop, or looking yeah. looking for work. Yes, um, so, you're, so it's so like I wasn't being indicating in a zoo. you. With this. For you, it's like being in a zoo and looking at. Oh, look at Mike over there. That's not. What yeah, he's it's like, like it's, an elephant. It's like know? being in the zoo, um, but I'm one of the animals. So it's I love your perspective. So it's relatable. Okay, well, I, you you've seen the you've seen my cars out front. You've seen my car. I, how yeah. many spaces do I rent in the garage downstairs? Three. Yeah. Right, and they're all full all the time. And and obviously your... you see the clothes I wear. So I'm not afraid of how much money I have, which is a lot. But I want to. But I want to keep. I want to keep it real. I love your personalized 
license plates on your three cars. Um, Beaver guy. Yeah, that one. That was the first one I got. Um, I thought you were cool when I first saw that because I'm like, yeah, I want to meet this guy, Beaver guy. And then it was just because of the Beaverton. You put the you put the nail on the you put the head on the nail right there. Everyone was confusing it for some sort of sex joke. Yeah, that uh, is not so which good. it's not, absolutely. I would not. never make a joke about a woman's body like that. Are you nuts? No. Nope. Are you nuts? So that was only the first one, and I learned my lesson. But there, there's a there's like a longer contract on the thing, so it, I have to keep it there until the, that one switches. Right, right. And of course, uh, my my second my second license plate just says Gucci, which I can't believe wasn't taken. I but, like that too. Yeah, it's That's a lifestyle. Cool. It's a Gucci lifestyle. Wow. See, I'm I'm rich as well. I inherited the building and a lot of money, but I don't I don't want to know the real world. I don't want to know real people. I do want to be separate from them. I wish there was a space station where all the rich people lived, and I did too, and all the poor people were left on Earth, like that movie and Elysium. Then, and then a uh, malevolent uh, AI robot uh, murders all the rich people on the space station. Uh-huh. Yeah, because poor preferred... people are going to have a robot. Nice well, try. You know what? I bet, ra- a poor, I bet a poor robot would break might, down. Well, yeah. it might break down. It might not be as fast or as smart as a rich person's AI, but you know what? It would be nice. And it'd be it'd have a lot of heart and soul. Hey, so. If all the r- rich people that they the robots kill are right wingers, I might look the other way. <laughs> the king of snowflakes strikes again. <laughs> <laughs> we have very dis- different perspectives on wealth. Okay? Right, you worked for yours. I inherited mine. Mm-hmm. You want to be around people who don't have it. Yeah, I don't. So well, that's the, that's the type of divide. But we can still we're still having a civil conversation, right? Barely. Um, do you have you met any celebs in the on your job? You know, oh, like, Peter Mansbridge. I told you I met already. Yeah, right. I, I think I've already picked up that name drop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, who else? Who else? Uh, your your friend Ben Mulrooney and me. We're tight. Um, what? He never's meant. He's never mentioned you to me. Oh, what? I talk about him all the time. I'm a huge fan. Um, huh. uh, and and I just think he's got a kind heart. Have you so ever met I. Moist, the band Moist, David uh, Usher, the singer? I or? met the bassist, whose name is escaping me, but he still Jake had he Moist. still had a lip ring. Jake, Jake, uh, he still had a lip ring. Um, I asked if he's still plunking away, and he said he said stay tuned. And so, oh shit, you might want to check. Out I know he them. lost his bass a few years ago, and he's been just wandering around the city looking for it for mm-hmm. a while. Hopefully, he found it, and they get to make some more music soon. Yeah, I, I, I would keep my eye to Moist's Twitter. Yeah, I wonder if David Escher would still be in the band because he did have that solo thing going, Black Black Heart. Jeff Martin produced a single. Oh, Jeff Martin from the Tea Party worked yep. with Usher, David oh, Usher. Yeah, David Usher. Not yeah. Usher, the the R&B singer who discovered Justin Bieber. In the States, when you say Usher, you think probably think of the R&B guy Usher in Not Canada. Me. When you say Usher, you think of David Usher. Are we, and if this is too personal of a question, you don't have to answer it, but are we in the middle of a satire boom right now? Oh, I, I mean, I hope so, because that's what's feeding my family. Um, just kidding. We don't have, we, we have enough money for food and expensive stuff as well. Uh, but I, I think that, I think satire is, is kind of about to explode. There's, there's not that much out there yet. It feels like the beginning of a boom. It's like a niche market where you, like, you're one of the only guys out there doing it, and there's a big gap, and you're filling that gap. Yeah. And you're doing a, you, you, you're wearing it well. I feel like the boom, um, I feel like I'm riding the boom and like kind of at the forefront of, of the boom of satire because people are confused, fake news out there and people don't know what to make of it. And they're looking for someone like me to, to really explain it. Uh, it's, oh. it's nice to see a, f- a funny take on the news in a world where everyone is so serious all the time and you can't, at nighttime, you're flipping around the channels, no one's making jokes about the news ever. And it's nice that you... You found this thing to do well, and I'm, I'm obviously because I'm, a, I'm in comedy. I, ha, I have, I'm a bit of a, like, a knowledge, I'm like knowledgeable about the history and stuff. Mm. And uh, you know, there was a real stand-up boom in the '70s and '80s, right. where all of a sudden, you know, there didn't, there was no stand-up clubs before, and then all of a sudden, every corner, oh my god, there's another stand-up club. Right. I think that's about to happen to satire. So I think, think there's going to be more satire gonna be, soon. I think there's going to be satire clubs. Maybe they won't be called clubs. Maybe they'll be called conferences or something but right. some sort of boom akin to uh, a stand up there could be like satire and everyone you know you go out for dinner and then you go to a satire club to see someone break it down interesting right. oh so you go to a satire club you have a drink or a coffee or something and then you watch you know people sort of 
be satirical in some yeah, way. Yeah, someone maybe someone uh, could just uh, read a newspaper to the crowd, but sort right. of make commentary. Interesting. Or, um, Interesting. Or have a fake newspaper. Even that would be. I mean, that's a lot oh, of work. God. But that's 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 the next level. I love that idea. You know, before you satirize, do you have a, a warm up you do to before you do satire, like a satirical warm up to to get you in the satire uh, frame of mind? Like, yeah, have you ever seen the uh, the New Zealand rugby team where they do sort of like a coordinated like um, stomp routine um, to like for the you never seen that they, they all line up and they do like a. <laughs> You know, I don't remember the words, but they like stomp around and slam their chest. Oh yeah, it. yeah. The it's a Maori dance. That's the, right. The rugby team does it. The That's right. New the, Zealand the rugby team blacks. does it. Uh, the, I mean, the basketball team did it at the Olympics. Yeah. So, wow. so for me, I can't touch that because that's not my culture. But I do like a sort of uh, toddler stomp around, kind of like I want more blueberries, kind of thing, and uh, and but like make it a little bit rhythmic. And you know, it gets me going. I, I get really you ever say jacked like, satire, up. Satire, satire. Sometimes I'm, I want more satire. And then and then if if a, a makeup person is in the room, I don't care. I got to wow. do my. It's, it's my time. You can't care and about so those people. I'll do it. Yeah. And if there's a hair person in the room, I'll say, I'll say you don't have to get out, but I'm doing my stomp, and I'll do it. And they love it. I think. I've got an idea for us for a satire. Maybe it could play at one of these satire clubs. Um, you know, so there'd be a scene on the stage and the actor would pretend that his house is burning and like he'd go, help, help, fireman, help me. My house is burning. And then another actor comes in and he plays the fireman and the fireman goes, I'm sorry, I can't help you. I'm in my safe space right now. Uh, and they say conservatism uh, isn't funny. Are you? Hi, yo. Um, you should wow. try and email that joke to the Rebel Media's comedy department. And I bet it would get on because may- that's funny. Yeah, I bet hey, it would get on because hey, firemen uh, are probably going to start saying, "Oh my, this is this offend this fire offends me. I can't put it out." Hey, James, you know what I have for you is some suggestions on um, lease agreements and uh, and and rent ratios. That's like I'm like because um, I'll do, I'll tell you how to do your your fucking job as a landlord. Oh well, I bet okay, I'm how about that? Than you. This is what I'm listening to you tell me a joke. How uh, insulting! I bet I could do what you do. I bet I could go on stage and do comedy. No problem. Well, I could do what you do. I could I could collect. No, you I could collect rent checks and repair. I could learn to. I repair. don't even do that. So I could learn to repair what toilets. <laughs> I don't do any. Well, it'd, of that. Be, it'd be a, a nice. It would be nice if someone knew how to repair toilets in this building. Yeah, you know what? Actually, all joking aside, if you do want to do that, please do. Maybe I, I will. Maybe I'll come in. Maybe maybe you'll see me tomorrow at nine a.m. I'll be here. And I'll be here ready to fix a toilet. And maybe I will try comedy. What the hell? I will do a stand-up show. Oh well, I would love to. And see I'll put that. it on in here. And I, I would love to. You as a I would guest love to. Honor. I would love to do the the inaugural satire club featuring a set by Miguel and James. Oh, I'd love that. Mm. I'd love to see you just eat it, and I want to be on stage with you. Oh, it's a date. I want front row seats. <laughs> Are you sure it's a date? Or is that going to be okay? Because it's because right wing, left wing. You know oh, what I mean? Oh wow! Suddenly the left winger getting a bit weird about that. No, idea. I'm so huh, okay with that. I would love to go on a date with you. I would love to go on a so date. So would with you. I. Th- th- those of us on the right don't have an issue with it either. Oh wow! Okay, wow. well, and one moment you do. Let's go on a date then. Let's go on a full date. Well, you heard Romantic it here. Date. You heard it, folks. There's going to be a satire off between James, my unfunny landlord, and Miguel Rivas from the Beaverton. I'll... All right, let's make this happen. Yeah, and we, you know what? We can give the money to charity. Oh, hell no! Yeah, the charity, uh, the charity of me. Wow. I.e., my pocket. James has a registered. He's not joking. Is that a Borat? There's a registered charity called uh, My Pocket. Yeah. That just sounds like an accent that you shouldn't be doing. No, what? I agree. I agree. Miguel, I agree. Are you kidding me? That's not an accent. That's just a funny voice. Where's What country is the person who has that voice from? He's not. I don't know what country he's from. I don't think about Is he countries. from North America? Or is he from Europe? Or he's is he from, from somewhere else? Oh, a little place. It's really hard to find. It's called, why don't you both kiss my ass? Have you heard of it? Oof. Lovely this time of year. Oh, uh, I apologize, Miguel. For hey, that. James, the dumpster pickup uh, is com- is going to be on Saturday instead of Friday. Again, that's your. I'm tell you how to do your job. <laughs> oh, God. So, Miguel, the second season of the Beaverton mm-hmm. just wrapped up. It did indeed. And 
what does an actor do or a satirist do when they have suddenly all this free time just staring them in the face and they don't know what to do and how to fill their the hours and the minutes and the seconds of their day? What do you do? Uh, well, I you know I don't have a lot of time to think about it. I, I'm you'd have to ask another actor who's a full time actor how that goes because for me I'm only a part time actor. I do the Beaverton and then in between Beavertons, um, I do I stick to my real passion and I don't I try not to think about acting at all to be honest. Really, mm-hmm. uh, and it shows when you're on camera. Hey, that's well, James. You, okay, that was. Not bad at all. That was a pretty good. Thank you. So yeah, so my passion is is clean basketball, and I talk to kids about it. I talk to adults about it. I travel. Right. Um, I'm 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 not exactly a scout because I'm not recommending players to teams, but I do travel like a scout. I'm in the scout circuit, and I find out where are all the scouts going. I'm going to go with them. And work on my initiative, which is clean basketball. So clean basketball, I've never quite... Is that like um, like no swearing, kind of like everyone, like teamwork? Oh, I don't give a F. You can say whatever you want out there. Um, I would never, ever, ever police what people are allowed to say and not say. Okay. People can say whatever they want, as long as it doesn't offend uh, any particular group. Right. And so anyway, sorry, off track. I'm stuck. Yeah, so what is clean basketball then? Clean basketball is... Uh, well, most people don't know this. When you go to the bathroom and you flush the toilet, what happens? Never done it. it... Wow. Uh, well, it's what happens? He comes over here. He always takes a number two bef- uh, when we were recording, and he never flushes the toilet. I always have to do it. But may I answer? That's disgusting. The, That's so disgusting. The mess goes down the pipes and into Lake Ontario. Ah, uh, ah. Uh, uh, uh. That's what happens to most of it. But what really happens is a tiny little... Uh, Mount Vesuvius in the toilet. An explosion of fecal matter blasts oh. through the bathroom, and an, and some portion of it gets not only everywhere, but also on your toothbrush. And then you wake up in the morning, or you're going to bed at night, or after a meal, or if you're a freak show and you do the before the meal thing, you brush your teeth. You're rubbing you're rubbing little tiny bits of fecal matter Wait. all into your mouth, and you're getting oh. bacteria, and you're getting sick. <clears throat> and this is just a tiny example of, of of what's happening here. So I know this seems like a long road, but now imagine you're on the basketball court. Okay, you're you're, right. you're a kid. You already don't know how to take care of yourself. And you're touching that basketball, and you're passing it around to another kid who just came from his bathroom. You came from your bathroom. Your point guard came from a public bathroom. Yikes. And then maybe your center, you know, maybe, I don't know, he picked his butt or something. The point is there's Who shit all over the basketball. Yeah. These, they're, they're kids. Have you ever seen a kid? They're, they're disgusting. Oh, yes. They've hor- they're, yeah. they're disgu- they're, they got bright minds and disgusting bodies. and, and yeah. so, so basketballs, it turns out, from my independent research is one of the biggest translators of so many bad things. Number one on that list being fecal matter. And it's, and it's disgusting and it's an epidemic and it's, it's causing a lot of problems for a lot of kids. Um, and there's not a lot of proof about exactly what it's causing, but one problem is autism and uh, uh, late, so are you, late sorry, autism. Did you just make a link between uh, fecal like bacteria on basketballs and autism uh, uh yeah among other things uh autism blindness um uh gout From poo on a basketball not just poo it's the cocktail of a basketball uh, basketball's got poo on it it's got spit on it it's got sweat most people don't think about that it's got sweat all over it whatever no, i think it, about sweat whatever the last basketball. thing you ate is all over that basketball. Um, and, you know, this is not to say... this. I don't want to get too dark, but maybe there's blood on the basketball. Maybe some of the kids are discovering their bodies, and then they go to the basketball court immediately after and touch the basketball. It's... it's, it's so, anyways... So, no one's so, washing their hands. So, to be I the travel around, and I tell kids um, that, you know, sure, play basketball, but play it right. Play it right. Bring it. Bring you know. Wash your hands before you take to the court. Carry wet wipes. Uh, they're not just for babies' bottoms. They're for your backpack and your pockets. Right. Carry it on the court. And for God's sakes, use clean basketballs. Um, what's a so? What, what's a clean basketball? Is it wipes? Well, down I sell it or? on my blog. Um, it's uh, most basketballs are made of leather or some sort of synthetic plaster, uh, uh, plastic. Blah. So um, our basketballs are made from one hundred percent. Uh, used wet wipes, but they're molded, they're grafted, and eventually they're painted with a, a, a disinfectant. 
And so the, the disinfectant, it right. comes out orange, and it looks just like a basketball. No, it doesn't bounce the same. Um, and they're a little bit lighter, and so they're, it's like the game changes. It's, but it's still basketball, it's and it's cleaner, and, no, and nobody's getting sick. And you're not sending your kid out into, uh, to you know, make other kids sick, which I think it should be a chargeable offense. Right. Wow, that's interesting. I mean, and that's my passion. Wow. Of all the things going on in the world, that's what you're focusing on, huh? Hey, there's a lot of noise out there, but it's about what really matters. And this is, and this is one of those epidemics that's just, uh, you know, when I saw, when, I, when Donald Trump got elected, I thought, I thought, oh, no. Not just from a left-wing, right-wing angle, that of course, but I thought, oh, no. Now I'm going right. to have to work so much harder to get clean basketball awareness out because people are going to be fixated on this. Yeah, you don't hear a yeah. lot about it in the news, I'm going to say. I, right? Poo right? on basketballs. Right? Now, Ugh. can I ask? How this... dare they? Now, you're talking about like kids playing basketball. That's the, right. The balls might be dirty or filthy mm-hmm. or covered in all sorts of yucky stuff. In the NBA, is this a problem? Or oh, those, absolutely assume, not. No, I the NBA. That today's top NBA players are always washing their hands or using Purell. Well, that's absolutely true. I hope they use uh, Purell as well. But the NBA is at the forefront of not only progressive issues and um, uh, all kinds of other left-wing wonderful issues, right. but they're also at the forefront of, of clean basketball and making sure that everyone, everyone stays safe. And so um, about six years ago, they introduced uh, transparent gloves. And so most people can't what? see that every, listen, every single basketball player is wearing transparent uh, plastic gloves, really? which themselves are absolutely disgusting, as you might imagine, but the, not the hands inside the gloves, and Can and you can't see because you know the little you know when you wear plastic gloves they have the little like white rim at the wrist where it kind of like just a little bit rolls up. That's been eliminated. Every every before every game starts, every player rolls that out, and the team. And the team uh, health guy, he so he uses a glue, a transparent glue, to paint the glove to the wrist and fasten it for the duration Wait, of the game. Do you know this, or is this just a theory you have? Well, they don't put it on their website and brag about it because it's such a clean basketball, is such a controversial subject. But yeah, they do it, and it's in in my circles, you know, being being at the forefront of clean basketball and so involved, but also being a red hot celeb. I'm I'm I know a little bit more than like ever than the average guy. But but in, but I know where you're going with this, and in answer to your question, men's rex leagues and stuff, absolutely disgusting. I wouldn't even set foot in, in a YMCA. Has it occurred to you that you might just be an obsessive freak, like about satire? Obsessed? Yeah. Well, I'm, no. I'm, I'm going to take down the right. Well, I'm not going to take down the right wing, but I'm going to convert them. No. And so yeah, I'm a little obsessive there. Sure. It sounds like you're losing sleep at night. Oh, what if these people are touching dirty basketballs? Oh, I'm tossing and turning. Like I think you might just be a freak. I, I've I've never heard of this, and it, it seems like and, uh, and something so, else is going on here. Sorry, James. If I were a freak, what's wrong with that? Uh, well, hey, here on the left wing, we take we take any and all. Okay, so so freaks are welcome. If it's getting freaky, I'm all aboard. But if it's being a freak about being obsessed about basketball hygiene, mm, yeah, not interested. Thank you. Come again. I'm not obsessed with basketball hygiene. I'm obsessed with with hygiene and a better life basketball is just is just an avenue for me to To focus your obsession oh that's this is entire wow mike is is it is he always this judgmental because i gotta be honest even the gucci suit you're wearing i think i can see us like a saran wrap thing under your collar it is you're you're wearing saran wrap under your suit aren't you yeah and you know what else i'm pretty thin aren't i and and that helps with that too because you lose weight but these gloves it's not just leather gloves. It's leather uh, with plastic gloves under it. Take a look. Right. Oh. Thank man. Okay. Yeah. And so I shower regularly. Don't worry about the sweat. I clean that off. I'm a clean boy. I'm not. No I'm one not said disgusting. you're not a clean boy. I'm a clean boy. I believe. And I you take are care of boy. my body. And I and I wipe myself properly. And I clean. What is this? Is this an inquisition or something? No, you're this the is one. Nuts. You're I thought the this was a talking, landlord man. tenant podcast. You're, you're going down your own road here. And um, I, what I would like to ask you is, does now James, you go to Raptors games quite a lot. You yeah, you had an altercation. With and a actually, player. a player did hand Ben Mulroney and I his driving gloves, but they weren't transparent gloves; they were driving gloves. Right. Anyway, but Ooh. does do you think Drank knows about the the perils of fecal waste on on basketball? Well, let me, or, or does he not know yet? What's what's Drake most famous for? Uh, Degrassi. 
Nope. Doing music and nope. songs. Nope. Do you want to second guess each? Because you'll get it wrong. Uh, He's most famous for lint rolling his pants at a basketball game. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Right? Uh, yeah. So, okay. oh, a little peek behind the curtain, a little crack into, yeah, but, uh, I'm not going to say Illuminati because it's not Illuminati, but to the elites where we, we, we know about keeping ourselves clean. And so, yeah, Drake is extremely clean and we've, we actually have a uh, shared... Uh, interest in clean basketball, and I, I can't talk too much about it, but there might be a little C O L L A B coming out collab. So you uh, recorded a song that might, with may Drake? or may not be focused. I didn't say song. It could be a product. It could be a, uh, something for sale um, that you put on your hands um, to protect. Yeah. Is it a glove or a sort it's of a, glove. a liquid? It's a, it's a glove. It is a glove, but it's an OVO clean basketball glove. And it's officially uh, licensed through OVO, Drake's... Uh, well, halfway. Line. It's halfway OVO and it's halfway Beaverton license. It's, it's, um, it's co-licensed by OVO and the Beaverton. And right. so... Um, okay. Yeah, it's Natural a... Natural crossover. Mm-hmm, it's a satirical... A satirical uh, glove that actually serves a purpose. That's right. Yeah, most satirical gloves don't serve any purpose, but we're going to break yeah, that trend. Yeah, because I think didn't Air Force try a try a satirical glove and it didn't really work out? It was for that character, Moik from Canmore. Yeah. For a while, I remember in the early 90s, they were trying to sell these uh, Mike from Canmore gloves uh, in every store you'd go into. And uh, I don't think they really took off, but I owned a pair. Yeah. Interesting. Well, <clears throat> I, you know, I'm I'm an elite as well, and I'm not... Like I, I, you guys are doing your own thing. That's all I'm gonna say because I don't give a damn about germs. But you and Drake, it sounds like I don't know. Maybe you guys, there's something in your tap water specifically. I know it's doing weird things to frogs. I don't know what it's doing to your brains. Uh, but I don't know. My my best best of luck to you is all so, I'm gonna like, say. I know <laughs> Howie Mandel is a germaphobe, but I never knew that Drake was also like that. You don't get to that level of fame without being a little bit germaphobic and then and frankly you don't there's a lot of gatekeepers keeping out um disgusting people like you two. Um, um no, how come you live in this uh, building then uh sir? I told you that because I'm a, doing research. I want to find uh, betrayal wait, of me. I don't know. I know. I'm you're a great guy, Mike. I like you a lot, but okay. but you seem you seem Pretty ill-equipped to deal with uh, potential super viruses. This, I don't know. This makes sense. He is not living in this crappy building because he wants to be around the people. He's studying you, Mike. He's studying hey. to see how dirty you are so he cannot uh, be dirty himself. The guy's like a maniac. Miguel, is this I'm, true? The guy, I'm Miguel. right in front of you. Miguel! Is what James said true? I mean... Yes or no, is what James said true? Yes, okay. but not. Well, hold on, just slow down. Slow down. Slow down. Uh, the le- break down a lefty. There's always a hidden agenda. Hey, hey. It's usually disturbing. I'm and studying you, but I I'll, but uh, look at me. Look at me, Mike. I'm studying you, but I also like you. Okay. No, okay. Doesn't. So I'm smiling a little bit. All he looks at you and look, all he sees is dirt and germs. When I thought about this, I was a different guy. But after all we've been through and everything that's happened and all this time together, I feel like I've you've changed me. You and every you and every other person in this building has changed me um, and made me realize that that people are relatable and uh, there's 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 an avenue in if you just find a way and so that's my life's crusade and so apology uh, accepted I must admit I was a little bit offended just a few minutes ago but now I totally forgive you and all is forgiven and I love you and I I it, it's my honor to be a guinea pig in your experiment and you know what Mike I forgive you as well so that so we're back at it Back at zero. Okay. And Thank you. back to being a sheep, Mike. Nice job. You had the wool pulled out. You know, you had your blinders removed for a minute, and you just went back right into the matrix. Oh, I love, that you, I love that you call him a sheep. Where do, you get, uh, where do you get your news from, by the way, if I may ask uh, James the landlord? Uh, a good old R&B, Rebel and Breitbart. Okay, it's the well, best. The best R and B. Now, I, I think that the real uh, definition of R and B is rhythm and blues, but James has no, a different idea. Re- obviously, no. Now. I think the best R and B is is uh, what they say after someone gets a rebound and puts it back in the net immediately in basketball. They call it an R and B, and you would think that it would be an R and P for R and putback, but they say R and B, and I still haven't discovered what the B stands for in this scenario. But they always say such and such player with the R and B. So that's my favorite R and B. Well, on that mm. note. Um, I think it's time for us to take a break and come back with our third and final segment.
Welcome back to the podcast. Um, we're here with Miguel Rivas of the Beaverton. Thanks for having me. And we're here for our final segment, a little game. And as Mike, uh, Mike, as you know, these games often go viral. They're they're big, very popular. Yes. And uh, our little game uh, this week is: What is the best place to people watch in the GTA, the Greater Toronto Area? I love this topic. I love this game. And I can't wait to see what everyone's answer is. So um, why don't we begin, Mike? Do you want to, or who who should go first, Miguel? Oh, Mike? can I go first? Can I go first, please? Okay. Uh, Sorry to, I don't, oh. don't mean to be a hog here, but uh, I, I do like going first. I like um, you, Mike. Thank you. Um, so my favorite place to people watch in the GTA, and I love people watching. You know, it's better. Oh than, yeah, it's better than going to the movies or watching a TV show, and it's cheaper. It's more people. More people. My favorite place to people watch in the GTA is I like to go on the corner of Queen Street and St. Patrick and stand on the corner where the Rex Hotel Jazz Club is. And I just stand on the corner and watch people enter the jazz club because I know they're going to go inside to, to enjoy some jazz. And then sometimes people come out and I know they have just enjoyed some jazz and I just love that. Are you sure they've all enjoyed it? Good question. What if it was a bad night or they uh, were, had a bad I feel like there are no sick? bad nights at Also, uh, the do you go in? No, I no, I don't. I stand on the corner and I watch people going in to enjoy jazz. Why don't you go in? Mm, drink prices are a little steep and sometimes they pass the hat um after the band plays and I sort of I'd prefer to avoid uh that. Fair enough. Very very tight budget. But I love seeing people before or after uh, enjoying jazz. Okay. Well, um, maybe I'll go next. Sure. Um, my favorite people-watching spot in the GTA is in uh, on Bloor Street. There is a Good Life gym, and they have a window um, at the gym. And all these treadmills and, like, workout machines right up against the window. So you can just stand on the street... And watch these people, you know, all wearing their workout clothes, working out, doing all this stuff. And you can sit there all friggin' day. You can watch them. It's free. Mm-hmm. Um, it's near Yorkville, so, you know, it's people who've had a lot of work done. They're sort of very good looking. And that is a great people-watching spot. I highly recommend it. That's uh, pretty creepy, actually. It's creepy, man. No, it's not. That's... What's creepy about it? It's if people-watching. What's I, the difference? If I was working out on a treadmill or a bike... And I saw some creep wearing sunglasses and like licking his lips, looking at me. What? I would be calling the cops. Well, I, I'm not this? licking my lips. I'm just. Pe- it's the same as you watching people at the Rex. No, this is a typical right wing BS here. Uh, I agree. Thinking that you can just stare at whoever you want. For people watching, has to be respectful. You take yeah. a small glance and try and memorize it really quickly, and then look away, and you don't keep looking. Yours is like very. Uh, it's like voyeuristic in a sexual way, whereas no, mine, uh, whereas mine was voyeuristic in a like oh art and music and you, you know. talked about uh, about the the workout clothes. That's so crass. Yeah. First of all, art and music people are the biggest perverts probably of anyone. No, so no, whatever's no, going not. on in the wrecks, it's probably a giant orgy that you're watching people going into. Anyway, Miguel, what is your people watching spot? Well, my favorite people watching spot is many. Because it's any Boston pizza around the GTA. Oh, um, the beauty of Boston pizza is that there are—I I think there's 37 locations in the GTA uh, oh. and and beyond. And and the thing about them is that they all have the same standards and practices when it comes to cleaning their establishments. So you know when you're going right. to a chain. This works for other chains as well, but I like Boston pizza. Um, because I like pizza and I like Boston, but you you can you know what you're gonna get when you go in there because you're like, is this gonna be the guy's weird or whatever? No, it's gonna be exactly like every other Boston pizza, and there and if they don't meet the standards, you know that they would be shut down. Uh, right, and and also and so if you if you sit if you sit at the 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 countertop near the kitchen. You can you can see where they steam the beer glasses, and so you know that that heat kills most of the germs. And so, getting the beer served to you by only one server that you can see touch the glass, hey, if I'm out drinking, I might be able to make peace with that. All right, and the germaphobe strikes again. No, 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 no. This, well, kind of, yeah, kind of. All right. Well, we each, <sighs> uh, we each have our own spot, and it doesn't look like we're going to run into each other anytime soon. Well, I certainly hope not. 
Well, Miguel, thank you so much, uh, I guess, for appearing on the podcast. Um, very nice to meet you. And Honestly, I was best uh, of luck. apprehensive about coming here and sitting with you, but congratulations on um, being being the minimum amount of professional to make this pretty fun. I had a lot of fun. <laughs> Great. Well, thank you as well, uh, Miguel. And uh, be sure, Canada, to tune in to... Uh, the, are the old episodes of the Beaverton online? They are, they are online at thecomedynetwork.ca, and you can also check them out on Crave TV. And what's your blog address? My blog address is miguel.revis.cleanbasketball.blogspot.org.com. Okay. Check it out. Uh, Mike, we'll talk... Next week, I guess. Well, unless one of us passes away. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Thanks for joining us. As a comedian, I can appreciate that one.